Hey, ist es der ASOS Podcast? Hey, 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 yo, 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 was really good. Welcome to the ASOS Podcast. <laughs> Do we still have the jingle, by the way? We still have it, right? The ASOS Podcast. Yeah, yeah, we still have it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we should update it. What are we going to have instead? Random question, are you guys getting carnival this year? Yes, I think I am. Uh, unlikely. Are I feel you, like I should though. Only scared of black people, people, so it's, 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 it makes don't, sense. Don't slam them on any like that. Right. You, when's the last time you went to carnival, CSD? Over a decade ago. There you go. There you go. There you go. Wow, only way scared of black people there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be shook. Uh, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna dignify <laughs> that in response. Don't be shook <laughs> Okay, so what you call it? Are you going, Manny? I don't know. Um I think I'm shook of black might. people. <laughs> I might go. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure yet if I will, but I would like to, if not this year, definitely next year. I feel like I want to try the Canadian carnival. I heard okay, 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 stop the nonsense now. Why don't you go to the Notting Hill carnival in London? Why is that? Do you think you're going to get shoved up? No, I'll go this year. We'll go together. We'll go together. Just the two of us. We'll, yeah. we'll get yeah, the whole squad together. No, because Mandy's coming as well. Yeah, we'll get the whole uh, squaddy together. I don't know if I will. Okay, we're going to roll our squaddy. All right. Yeah, squad deep, squad deep. Let's squad do it. Squad too deep. Let's do it. Let's That's do what it. what she said. All right, come. Okay, so follow us on Earsels underscore um, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can follow me, Manuates90. You, you up. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, man. You it's ninety on um, Twitter. Look forward to hearing. Ah, uh, you follow me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did keep going. Oh, oh no. To be fair, buddy, in the conversation we had before now, I couldn't remember the name. Of what, what I couldn't remember what a data center was. So, yeah, that's not as bad as what you just did. Okay, fair. Also, it's actually it's worse than what you just did. But, yeah. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> Well, not with me today. I don't know why. I don't know if I'm tired or what, but I am struggling, man. <laughs> Hopefully, I can get through this podcast. But yeah, um, yeah. So if you want to follow me, you can follow me. Um, at, uh, <laughs> on Instagram, you can follow me at Mister Underscore Mailey, and on Twitter, it's at Mister Mailey. Ollie, over to you. So, fun fact, Mr. Matty Lee on Instagram is gone. User does not exist. Really? <laughs> nah, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, you are a dickhead. I was about to snap that up, bro. <laughs> God, this guy is proper just camping on my name, bro. This one photo from fucking 2013, bro. What a dickhead. <laughs> Why are you stalking him, man? Allow him. Because it's my name. It's also his name. <laughs> no, nah, there's only one Matthew Lee, bro. That's me. 
Mm. But there's two Mr. Matties. Oh, dickheads. Anywho, you can find me on Twitter, <laughs> OCClark underscore 10. Okay, so f- thanks for the information. Not sure what to do with that, but... Swift. All right. <laughs> um, all right then, so we have a few reviews to do today. Should we start off with the one that we should have done a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. And because Ollie was the one that didn't listen to it, I think we should make him start off. Start off with what, sorry? Earth Gang, bro. How are you? Oh, I listened attention? to it and I said, let's talk about it. And yeah. You guys haven't listened to it yet. So I'm saying Manny listened. Manny starts off. Oh, so Manny didn't listen to it. Oh, and that yeah. Manny's the one that's going to listen to Manny, you start then. I listened to you like a few weeks ago. You start Okay, cool. So, um, Earth Gang. What am I keep saying um for? Earth Gang. Um, um, Earth Gang. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my days. I would have got used to that. So, Earth Gang released an album called Ghetto Gods, yeah? Um, Fuck off. (laughs) I thought this album was sick. Like I listened to it in the gym this morning and it was giving me it's giving me that energy. The subject matter talking about the black struggle in the US of A touching on subjects from like talking about like the struggles that black women face, like how the the American horror story that is the USA, talking about slavery and Talking about reclaiming your power as well with song with that song is that featured CeeLo Green and Nick Cannon. And I really enjoyed this album. Like instrumentals were on point, the lyrical content was on point. I was surprised Future was on there on um Billy as well. Um that's kind of surprising because I would have thought that he wouldn't fit in. But he, he, yeah, he assimilated into this album nicely. J. Cole and Waterboy is always a welcome appearance and always nice to hear from J. Cole. He killed his verse as well. Um, I also really enjoyed that music, Soul Child track, um, Amen. Um, it kind of reminded me of like a Kanye West type vibe. Um, and then Power as well was my favourite. Um, another favourite of mine as well as American Horror Story that's it for me and they also gave it a platform for like new artists as well like that Baby Tate lady uh, did a lot on her Black Pearl song as well so yeah that's what I thought of was a dope album cool um <laughs> I think oh, I think to myself that uh the, the album was really good in my opinion. I think that when you consider who who Earthgang are, I first heard them at J. Cole's concert for For Your Eyes Only. What year was that? Was that twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen? When he came to O2. And yeah, I was that. so impressed by them. Like he his support acts that day were Earthgang, Ari Lennox and JID, and that was the first time I heard all three of them. And I thought two things there. Well, first thing I thought was, wow, they're really impressive. And second thing I thought was, how strong is Dreamville that they've actually got all these artists on the one label? And how sick is J. Cole to bring them on tour with him? Because quite often, um, rappers who have like their own labels, they don't do that. 
So it's good that he did that. But um, yeah, I'm not surprised by how good the, the quality of this album is. Earth Gang have been on the run recently. They, they're they still improving, which is great to see. But that's not to say that what they're releasing right now isn't amazing already. It's like every release that they make is just better than the last. And for them still to be doing that is actually quite impressive. The standout song... Do I say that now? Well, I say it now. What standout songs? Go for it. Okay, so let me just get that list of tracks. The standout song is... Yeah, it's probably his Waterboys with uh with J. Cole. But I did also like the song um, Lie to Me as well. That was pretty cool. In terms of them showcasing other artists on the projects, as Manny said, Baby Tate, it, they they do this. They always like I don't know how it works with Dreams of Artists, but it just seems like they, they are under no pressure to work with big names for the sake of it. They'll put out they'll put a, an artist of no real reputation on their projects, and that'll be it. Just because they like them and they think they're good, and I, I rate that because that's how music should be. It shouldn't just be a case of you trying to make a, a collab with a big artist for the sake of it. But yeah, um, I can only say good things about this project. It's really enjoyable from beginning to end. It's full of worthwhile lyrics and content, and yeah, great as usual from them. Over to you, Ola. Yeah, so what I really appreciate about Earth Gang is their ability to mer- not mirror, marry sometimes crazy beats that are a bit unorthodox with mm-hmm. a wicked flow that matches or lines up with excellent content. And that's rich throughout this whole album. Um, I loved it from start to finish. I, I don't think I've heard a bad Earth Gang track. Or something that comes to mind. Buddy, 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 we heard that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. carrying on. It's that like, album's as epic as that burp. That is the best way to sum it up. It's it's a wonderful album. The content's rich, flows amazing, even future shines. And you wouldn't think Future would draw well on an album like this. The biggest surprise track for me, though, was the one with Music Soul Child. Yeah. Did you get Kanye vibes as well, or was that just me? I definitely got Kanye vibes. I didn't get the Kanye vibes in this, to be honest with you. But then I think maybe it's because I've always seen Earth Gang as like a modern reincarnation of Outkast. Right, so that, that might be why I, I I lean towards that immediately rather than hearing someone like Kanye. Not saying that you're, like, you're wrong for hearing it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. You're right. Like I could hear it. Um, the influence of Outkast throughout it. It was just on that one particular track. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. 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 Um, in terms of my favorite tracks, I really did like Billy with Future. Waterboys was mm. amazing. Amen was good. That's one of Soul Child. I think the one with Nick Cannon, Power. I don't know why, but I really like that track. And I don't really like Nick Cannon's and stuff, but that was sick. I loved the album, man. It was wicked. Very, very good album. I agree. 
Liverpool. Nice. What are we going to rate it? Um, Manny, you went first, so maybe you should give your score first. Oh, no. So, for me, the thing is, the quality of music this week was really interesting. This was one of, I'm not going to say the favourite, but one of my favourites. I'll give it a four. Okay. What are you saying, Oli? Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a four. I feel yeah. like though, I feel like if I feel the same way about it in like six months time, it might jump up a bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that it's like a really high four for me. But it's a four. Boom. Falls all around. Yep. Surround sound. Cool. We haven't that's, actually that's really... The, that's the JRD sound, so on sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great song, by the way. I think J- that's the one sound song with him and 21 Savage, right? That song's sick. But yeah, you can't carry on. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Um, nice. So, should we rattle through another album, Moss? Yeah, I really right? want to dive into RD. No, no, no. RD, let's save that one. Oh, I'm saving the best to last. <laughs> oh, you think it was the best? Wow. Wait, wait. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tiana Major 9. So she released um, a four-track EP, right? She did indeed. It always surprises me listening to Tiana Major 9 because you tend to forget that she is another one. Why has she got a nine at the end of her name, please? Can someone tell me? Is it because nine is a major key? I don't know. I'm asking you. Okay. I think it's to do with music notes. So I'll find out. I'll find out. Yeah, (laughs) you do. Um, I'm going to be quick in my view. Phenomenal. There was multiple, like, it's four tracks, right? One of them is, like, an outro skit. So that's the last track. But there was, like, three distinct different sounds, at least to me, in both the music tonality and her delivery. And I really appreciated that. It's annoying that this isn't part of an album, where it's, it's just, like, a lot of these great quality tracks, but... It was wicked. And her and Smino, they work together extremely well. Mm. So, um, yeah, this this was excellent. Absolutely excellent. Cool. So, the reason why her, she has the major nine, it refers to the major ninth chord. I knew it was something to do with musical notes. I was right. Thanks for finding out for me, Manny. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Do you want to give your review or do you want me to go? I'm going next. I'm going to have to go against what Ollie said a bit there. I thought it was a good EP, four tracks long. But if I'm going to talk about a brilliant EP, I'm talking about Masego's EP. The one that he dropped. uh, What was the EP? Studying Abroad. Studying Abroad, right? And that was brilliant. So I can't say that what Tiana Major released is brilliant because it it wasn't, especially if we're going to compare the two, and they are reasonably similar. But it was good. 
and like Ali said, it does take you through some different sounds. It's not the same thing over and over. And I also want to point out that I think I like this way of releasing music, especially if you do it the way Masego did, whereby you release the EP, people like it, and then you do like an extended version of that EP that gives you like maybe five or six extra tracks, which then makes an album. But what it means is that if you're maybe creating a new sound possibly, or you're not 100% sure of what of how it might be received, or as an artist you might just need to get some cash flowing in by releasing some new music, you can do that and then add to it. And I'd rather I'd prefer this sort of way of releasing music because for for two reasons here. One is because I actually don't like listening to singles by themselves. I prefer to hear a collection of tracks because quite often when I listen to music, I might hear a single and I don't really like it. But then when you hear the single contained within an album or like an EP, or whatever, it sounds a lot better. And the other reason is because it really pisses me off, right? When people release an album and then literally that same weekend or like the week later, they release the deluxe. It's like, why didn't you just put it all together in the first place? So, yeah, release the EP and then three months later or whatever, come back with the rest of it and then, like, you have a, a whole collection of, as, as an album. I, I like the idea of that. So, I don't know if that's what she is doing, but if it is, then I like I do like it. Over to you, Manny. Over to you, Manny. Manny has Only gone. Be otherwise, I've yeah. definitely not gone. I was just pausing for dramatic effect. Uh. Um, right, so I enjoyed the EP. It was just, for me, it was more of a taster of what she can do. Um, again, I feel like the UK is producing some really strong R&B strong songstresses at the moment. This and exporting them to the US in a successful way. I think she's definitely being rolled out in the US at the moment. Like she's on tour with um, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, she did her bits with Stormzy as well in his last project. Like they're building mm. her up. And I think what this is, is just a flavor of the album to come this year. But she has competition, like with people like. Mooney Love that are gonna like who recently just got signed to Def Jam Records from her independent grind. Well she didn't get signed, I think they're in a partnership deal anyway. Um and you also have people like um oh, fuck, why is her name escaping me? The other UK DJ Mustard um Mustard on the beat oh LMA? LMA, she, I know she's going to drop soon, right? Or did she drop already? No. No, she's going to drop soon. She's going to drop soon. So there's a very small window for her to kind of get her get herself out there before, you know, it kind the gap kind of closes, if that makes sense. But yeah, it whatever does. she deployed is dope. And I hope, like, an album will follow. That would be just as great. Are we going to rate the EP, though? 
Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, three years for me. Yeah. Same for me. Only was to give it a five. Nah, nah. I said it was excellent, but at the same time, it's only three actual tracks. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was four. Wasn't it four? Yeah, what? The fourth one's like an outro, like a thirty-second. Like, okay, that's true. So, giving it a four is a bit excessive, but the three tracks are excellent. So, I, I, three. Come. Okay, so we're all in agreement then. It's just only was speeding yeah, around. Yeah, like, there was no hyperbole there. Hyperbolic, Ola. No, no, no. After call you hyperbolic. <laughs> I see what you've done there. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, what's the gossip this week? What is going on in the world? I feel like I feel like you got something you're itching to talk about. Let's talk about Pusha T. <laughs> oh, that's not what I thought you were going to talk about. I thought you were going to talk about your girl. Who's that? Meg. Oh, Meg's never been my girl. <laughs> um, yeah, Pusha T. Everyone knows that he made that. La da 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 da. I'm loving it. Yeah. 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 He he did that, and then Justin Timberlake skanked him. <laughs> That's what I can say with that one. Basically, apparently he said he never got paid for that, and Justin Timberlake did. I don't think there's any bad blood between them, but I think to myself that if Pusha T's the one that created it, it should have been on Justin Timberlake to kind of make sure that he did get paid. Especially considering the fact that they've done work together before as well. But I guess not everyone sees it that way. But anyway, um, that was the first thing that came out, that he never got paid. The second thing that came out is that he's actually released a diss track. <laughs> he's released a diss track against McDonald's. Um, I heard about this, yeah. <laughs> so on behalf of an American um, fast food brand called Arby's. Uh, so his ones, the lyrics are, go, some of the lyrics are, fillet of fish is shit and you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish, ask us to trust it. Like, that is fucking hilarious. How are Don't you forget doing... about the half a bit of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you dissing McDonald's like this? And the thing is, like, if you, if you follow, if you're on Twitter, every now and then you'll see, like, Wendy's coming out and... Like the Wendy's Twitter account coming out and dissing up McDonald's, like they love dissing McDonald's, but it's just so funny seeing like an actual fully fledged rapper coming up a diss track. And obviously, he's been paid by RB to do it, but it's still funny. So, that's the first bit of news. It's extra funny because everyone knows the filet of fish is trash. Is it? I don't yeah, know. I don't, only I get don't. It the bun. I'm telling you, it's trash. I don't ever, um, I yeah, never get it. Yeah, it's it's trash. Trash. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, what else is there? All these girl making the Who? She been, she been having, she been beefing the label for like the longest time in it, yeah. But now she's coming with some new stuff saying, so, so the label saying that she owes them money. She's saying that she doesn't. She's also called her her label boss a coke a cokehead. Powderhead. <laughs> and he's come back and said uh, he's going to sue for defamation of character. 
and he's also called her bona fide alcoholic who fucked the whole industry, including her best friend, nigger. Oh my god. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. What the he went in. And I'm pretty sure that last bit of what well, fucking the best friends um, guy, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's in relation to Tory Lanez. And that's how the whole thing blew up. So, that's how the whole argument occurred in the car when the whole alleged shooting took place, which I'm really starting to believe didn't happen now. So, yeah, that is really something. On some more positive news, Jammer's sister, that is incredible, an incredible achievement. She's became the first, sorry, the seventh black female QC in England. So the QC is a Queen's Council barrister, right? So that means that like you're at the highest level of barrister available in the UK. Now, that is a very, very, very... Um, I don't know how you say it. it's like the highest accolade you can get as a barrister, really, beyond being knighted or some shit like that, which is nothing to do with being a barrister. So, congratulations to her. No, big up. Only what there's only like seven black females. Yeah, she's the seventh. So yeah, that's incredible. Amazing, incredible achievement. That's amazing. But I love like, hearing that when the the, sis, the people beat the odds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he said that the reason why he works so hard is because of her. And it's like, I think it's because he feels like, I'm guessing in, in a positive way, if he doesn't work so hard, his sister's just going to completely leave him behind. <laughs> he, he feels like he has to keep up with her as much as he can. And I think that's a, it's a positive motivation. That, so that's beautiful. I think I had to look into I think she was like a music lawyer as well. So she probably um, helped jam out along the way with certain things and certain deals. Yeah. Maybe even Skepta as well, because they're all BBK, right? So That's mad. That's what it's about, though. It's like keeping it in the family, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, I imagine yeah. they could have been shelling out to um, pay someone else for these yeah. lawyer fees, where they could just give it to her instead. And then exactly. keep, the, keep it the seventh black barrister in your court, like, and then someone tries to put something dodgy in your deal. Come on, man. Nice, uh, nah. <laughs> it's, it's genuinely inspirational. Yeah. But, do you have to say one other thing, right? So the picture that Jama uploaded, right, of him, his sister, and his, and his father, Jama and his dad look exactly the same. I thought was Jama's the... dad was Jama. I was like, oh, Jama's <laughs> old. That's mad. It's mad, like, the spitting images. Like, sometimes you have, it happens, right, where a uh, father and a son look exactly the same, but it's not very often. But, um, yeah, that is really incredible. How did it look so alike? Uh, when did we review the Shansei album? Last week. Last week. And I think someone said something about she needs to get a new team around her. Yeah. Uh, uh, who said that? I think I, I want to claim think, it like I it was think, me. I think it was me. <laughs> oh, was it you? Okay, so. We, we can rerun the, the episodes <laughs> to check. Okay. And now it turns out that she's being sued for ten million dollars copyright lawsuit for her song "Lick" because of the fact that <laughs> it samples a soca song and they had no permission. Now it's unlikely that they're gonna the, the, the people that the plaintiffs are gonna receive the ten million dollars. Are you joking? She literally copied the whole song, the melody, everything. It's very wait, true. Wait, 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 wait. What song is it? I didn't actually... Put your back in it. 
and also uh, he's been having a back and forth with Trevor Noah as well. And Trevor Noah is the person that is is hosting this year's Grammys. So I think it's reasonably fair enough that he's been banned. Yeah, it definitely is. Given given how volatile he is, um... I just got him done a madness on the stage. Yeah, you don't know what he's gonna do. You don't know if he's gonna like. You just don't know if he's gonna behave himself. So he's gonna. He's gonna. George Bush does not care about black people. He might come up one day. That was Pete Kanye, man. I love that guy. Pete Kanye was Taylor Swift. Taylor. No, because that was when he was on his downward spiral. But people found it funny at that point. That, that was, was Kanye. Awesome. That was Kanye. <laughs> yeah, he was. He, he went. Was it was the VMAs or something? Like yeah, he went there with a Hennessy bottle, bro. Are you mad? <laughs> that is still Pete Kanye, though. Like I don't, I don't care. How do you walk the red carpet with a bottle of Hennessy? And it wasn't even a special bottle either. It was the standard Hennessy bottle, bro. It was it was a liquor store bottle. The liquor bottle. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had the best app video of all time. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was, that was, I can't, not yet. It's, it's, it's co-peak, Kanye, right? It's co-peak yeah. because when he did the George Bush thing, right, I was with him 100%. And I really felt it. And, and the black people were being affected by Hurricane Katrina at the time. He was riding out for them. Oh my god, I remember in the telecast. I remember Mike Myers' face was like, what the Priceless. fuck? He was just like, he, 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 he tried to come in, tried to come in and like, balance it out. And he just didn't go back again. <laughs> he had to cut it. But no, Pete Kanye the, is standing up. The, 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 the Chris Tucker bit was hilarious as well. <laughs> he was confused at what was going on. But inside, he's saying, yeah. I, can't, I can't do this. He's like, damn! <laughs> it's got me more yeah, man. It's the words that come out of his mouth! Kanye! Come here! Come here! Alright. What do you call it? Uh, yeah, so he's not at the Grammys, but guess who is at the Grammys? The baby. Guess, guess who's been nominated for two Grammys and one of them is for one of best rap song. Are you fucking kidding me? How has Sweetie been nominated for best rap song? I don't know. I didn't hear you say rap song, but I heard Sweetie got like two nominations. Or yeah, so rap song and for new artist. I feel like the label are running up a big check for Sweetie because she's not making her money back on whatever advance that's been given. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's getting mad deals. How she's got to do with McDonald's and shit like that? And That's why the label's running up the check. Grammy nomination, we managed that for you in the marketing budget. Yeah, we got Bro, this and how that. was she even up for this? Help getting a new artist here. The only person I know that is that um got nominated for a new artist, yeah, when they didn't deserve it anywhere more than Sweetie is Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne got um was nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys, right? Right. For the Carter 3. Like, he'd already released two albums before that. You know what I mean? How was it a new artist? I didn't understand that. What was the... He released about 10 mixtapes. He wasn't a new artist, but he got nominated for that. And Sweetie has been around for like five years now, surely, if not more. How is she a new artist? How, what's the criteria for new artist? I don't get it. It's not breakthrough, you know, it's new artist. Is it uh, debut basically? But 
what the debut, this new album, she ain't got a new album out, and <laughs> I don't get it. She's, she, I, I don't understand what is new here. New hair, new tits, new bum. I don't get it because Lord knows, it's a new bro. phone, bro. It's just nonsense, bro. I hate it. I hate the like the Grammys. Like as much as Kanye pissed on the Grammy Awards, like, I I would do the same now as well, man. It don't mean shit. It really don't mean shit. It don't. So, it's almost like they they're in a very hard position. Like they're pandering to cultures that they don't really understand. understand. That's correct. So why not just get people from the culture to explain it to them? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm surprised Meg didn't... Well, I don't know. Am I surprised Meg didn't get one nomination? For what? Well, if you're giving out ones for Sweetie, why are you not going to give one to Meg as well? Because Sweetie's a painting, brother. You dumb. There's only so much people can take. You're right. right. Meg's painting as well. No, I'm talking about nonsense. If you put Meg up there, that's just too much nonsense. Mm. And it's just going to discredit everything further. So, it's good she wasn't included. Fair, fair, fair. All right. But then now you can, you can segue your thing now. Or the the segue is gone. The segue is gone. I just want to talk about Ardy. I want to talk yeah. about his album, Peer Pressure. I mean, we've both lived, well, we've all lived in Brian. Yeah, we have. We know yeah. about the pressure of peer. Jeez. We know about the pressure of Cockcroft Building. Watts Building. Mithras House. Moleskine. Moleskine, jeez. Falmer. Church Campus. Jeez. The yeah, lanes. Don't forget West the lanes. All the pressure. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, don't, don't forget about the marina. Cheers! No, as the <laughs> So, I didn't expect a lot. Um, it that like, from what I've heard of his songs, it just sounds like really catchy hooks. Yeah, that everyone latches onto, and then the rest of the song no one really cares about. But all you see is either he said a catchy line or it's a catchy hook. But what I realized listening to this, it's more than that. It's the actual beats he uses. Now, my favourite songs, heavily sampled by Old School Garage from the early 2000s, like 2004, 2005. So for a lot of the young kids, this is going to sound fresh, right? But it's smart because for a lot of the older people, it's going to bring back memories and it's going to make you... Nostalgia. Yeah, and it's going to make you stick out the rest of the track. So when you take it from a beat perspective and you just listen to it at a high level, it's good. Yeah, I, I, I was impressed. But if we actually sit back and listen to what he's saying, even when he's trying to get deep on it, like um, I think it's like track 14 or something like that, he's talking about like violence in his life and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not captivating. It's not good. It's no pot of paper. It's... <laughs> it's, I don't want to say it's nursery school rhymes, but it's nothing amazing. So it's it's a weird album. I went in hoping to like roast it on the pod, but I can't. I really like the beats, and I think it's just a stroke of genius. Like this album is, it's a stroke of genius, and I can't. 
I don't know. It's just a weird one. Like, I like it, but I hate it at the same time. I like it for the nostalgia, but I hate it for what it is. And it feels extremely processed. It feels like, yeah, this beat is going to get a lot of buzz. Yeah, this beat is going to go well on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, this beat is going to resonate with a wider audience. This beat is going to sound great on the radio. And you just try to find something that encapsulates all of that and put it together as an album. So I'm a bit conflicted with this one. So I really like the beats. Also, H is definitely better than RD. Because on the track we're together. That was never in debate. I know it wasn't, but now that like the track they're in together, like it's night and day difference. Yeah, that, that that's uh, it's, it's been bugging me for a while because I listened to it like not too long ago. So yeah, that's my view. Go on, Manny. Or should I go? No, I can go on this one if you want. I'm going to disagree with you, Ali. I think H, sorry, not H, Ardy knows exactly who he's marketing to. I feel like he knows his audience very well. Like, like he got introduced to us um, with that body song and came in the game with fun, vibey lyrics. And I kind of feel like that has been, like, basically the the album. Like, the album isn't a deep dive into lyricism and an education into his upbringing sort of thing. This album was had a, a touch of that, but it also had a touch of, like, fun. Do you know what I'm saying? Like... Oliver Twist, Flowers Say My Name, he's got tunes for the Geldom, tunes for the Mandem with, with like, that Wasted track, um, and Digger D, like, bouncy music with that With It, which is another kind of, like, drill song with, like, Tion Wayne, like, I was surprised because I thought it was going to be like some below-par music with just his hit singles. But what he's kind of proven to me is that he has a formula and a process. Like, he's no, he's not challenging the... I don't think he's ever trying to challenge the Stormzy's, the um, Dave's. Like, I think he knows his lane is up-and-coming, mass-market kind of kind of strategy do you know what i'm saying like keep people entertained do your thing on tiktok have a social media presence that kind of thing like and it works and the music is good like what more do you do you want he's a, he's he this guy is a record label's dream right now it, it just seems like this is a record label like it, it feels like this is heavily processed like you, you say he's got a clear audience but what is the audience is all the youngsters aren't going to know those garage tunes. They don't need to know those garage tunes. Mm. Same way I didn't know, or I'm guessing even Juice World probably didn't even know that that sample was for some guy called Sting. Like, oftentimes, you, you forget. these. This guy, when was he born? Maybe early 2000s. Do you know what I'm saying? Like... He's like that garage was around one, like can early I, can, I, can I say uh, to, to, to yeah, yeah. Already, but 
that is absolutely unacceptable. When that you hear someone like J. Cole talking about how he studied the greats here and he learned from them and that's how he became how good he is, right? That means that he's taking his time to use this thing called the internet, which everyone has access to nowadays, right? And Google things and, and, and obviously, okay, for him, it would have been a bit harder because if he were to listen to music, you have to listen to it on the radio or buy CDs when he was a kid, right? Obviously, nowadays, you could just go on YouTube and listen to any song for free, basically, right? Because you watch the advert and whatever. Spotify, same thing. So, to say that you don't know who Sting is, is unacceptable, bro. Okay, unacceptable. I can't speak I can't speak for him. I don't okay. know whether or, not, whether or not he knows or whether he doesn't. What I can say is he, he has used that music and refreshed it for a younger generation, which is hip-hop at his core. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not doing, like, anything wrong by doing what he's doing. In fact, some might even applaud him for what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, you don't you don't think so? Nah, man. I feel like it, it really feels Look. like he's he's got a wonderful team. Yeah, he's got an amazing team. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's Do you know who his manager is? No. His manager is MC Versatile. Do you remember, remember MC Versatile, like, from the funky house days? There we go, there we go. Yeah. So what Oli said was absolutely correct about the whole someone picking out these tracks that he knows are going to be nostalgic for people, but obviously the beat is still good and it's still going to yeah, bang like, now. This guy's got a legend from the Funky House days, right? Picking out garage tunes for him. Obviously, yeah, this it's, guy's going to Like yeah. those those beats are energy, right? And people like energy tracks thrive on social media. They thrive in clubs. Like this is going to be amazing. Like like a Lloyd's or Ocean or something like that, right? These, these tunes are going to go off. And if it's a funky outfit, oh my God, I love <laughs> this guy so bad. This is, this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is prime. This isn't him. Like, I feel like if you put them in the studio and Ardy, Ardy probably came with different beats because you listen to the lyrics here, like there's a, there's a track where they sample I'll Bring You Flowers. The lyrics are awful, bro. It's talking about mm-hmm. chefing people. Yeah, like it's 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 not taking the essence. It's just taking the energy from the beat, and then like the hook becomes catchy because it's simple words like nursery rhymes tied to a really catchy beat with a like a weird like chipmunk sort of vocal behind it. So I I don't think like it's it's a weird one. Look, all I'm saying is. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's not. But I don't think it's uncommon. Look, Drake took um, that song and made one it like by Kyler. yeah, by Kyler made it one of the biggest ever songs on yeah, earth. But he kept the essence. That's one thing he did. He kept the essence, right? Really? It's, it's not like yeah, he did. He know. definitely kept the essence of the song. Like the, the chorus is basically the same. Or the main hook, whereas Ardy has taken the essence of our "Bring You Flowers" and married it to what should be a draw track. But then I like that. Yeah, I, I get like I like it when they do it in Florida when they take. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say this one. Oh that's, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> gonna say, say a million. That's a thousand miles away. Like. <laughs> That was one of my favourite songs last year. Like, it was pure demonic. 
I don't know why it was one of my favourite songs. I need to go to church after listening to it. But I don't know. There's something about just refreshing a song in a creative way that makes it bang. Like, everyone's yeah. going to get paid. Like, what's the problem? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, there's no problem. And that, that, that song... That song bangs. I like it as well. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just it's just something about this. To, like that that felt authentic, right? Like there was like, oh, we got this cheesy beat. It's like known in pop culture for white chicks. That film. Let's make it gang. Like that's that's clever, right? This just feels processed. That's all it is. And can, like, I, can I can I interject her? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I've, I've tried to let everyone speak, and I think everyone's made some really valid points, right? So I'm going to I'm gonna put a name. Whisper, say it with me, guys. Say it with me. Jack Harlow. Harlow. Yeah? That's what, that's, what, that's what RD is. RD is the English version of Jack Harlow. Because when you look at it as well... I would have thought... H is the English version. No, no, no. H is very talented, and he didn't come up with someone like that. Okay, okay? so Jack Carlo come out of nowhere, and he's with um, DJ Drama, right? And obviously DJ Drama is a legend in the game, and he's opened all these doors to him, and probably helped him to pick out beats and stuff like that. And now the guy is, he gets all these different rap stars on his beats on his songs with him as well. And he's blown up. I mean, now he's probably one of the biggest rappers in the world, right? RD has MC Versatile, who was a legend in the game in the UK, and he's—I'm I'm 100% sure that he's definitely helped with track selection, also beat selection, and the composition of the songs to make them catchy. Because it is one thing that MC Versatile did do; he made really catchy, fun, funky house tunes, right? Yeah. And um. And that hope is just pushing this kid on, kid on a lot further than maybe he deserves to be. I don't know if that's the right word to say because obviously he's putting in the work himself. He's not completely shit either. You can you can rap, right? But I don't think he's his level of success does not match his talent. That's the sort of thing I always say here. Is your talent reflected in the success you have? And I don't see it already. With H, I see it. H raps with, H can rap with anybody in the UK and hold his own. I'm not saying he's gonna outrap everyone because he's not gonna do that, but he's a very, very good rapper. I remember when he was on like the Instagram videos were going around like, way back in the day, right? Like, five years ago now, maybe a bit more. And it's like this little kid from Manchester. He was just rapping like he's crazy, and everyone loved it. And that's how he went viral. He his come up is a bit like um, Dino's. Yeah. So it's like you know went viral the videos and then. You know, now he's turned to commercial success. So you can't compare the two, but RD is like, I'm not going to say he's, he's shit. It's just a case of I just struggle with the way he's come to his level of success. With that being said, the album is actually a good listen. Can I interject there before we Got change? Go, I would say RD came up against on his, his first big look was on a song with some of the UK's best commercially selling rappers, even some American. Yeah. And he had Gian the best verse, best verse on that, on that did song. Did he have the best verse or did he have a catchy line in the verse? He had the best verse. A catchy line. He had the best it's just, verse. It's literally just 
uh, Adiola was to roll with a geezer. That's literally Jeez. all Jeez. Adiola want to roll with a geezer. Is it me on the lifestyle suite? Oh! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> what are we talking about here? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Buddy, you're so stupid, man. <laughs> oh, no, please. Let's be honest here. Sorry, God. I just need to get. This is what I'm talking about. He catches you on one little, one little line, one little jingle, and and that's the thing, right? Uh, And the thing is, that is a key part of 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 making the hit song, right? Is having catchy lines. So let's sit here and say the kid's got the talent. I wouldn't say that the kid has got talent, right? Just to say that his level of success doesn't match his his level of talent. That's all I can say. But um, in terms of the project, it sounds good. I remember I wrote it in the WhatsApp group the other day. Is that you know? It's, it's actually easy to listen for the reason that Oli said the beats mm. and the samples on the beats make it an easier listen the nostalgia comes through it doesn't try to veer away from that at any point like it's just drill beats they all sound more or less the same but it works it works as a, as a project I can't dispute this so if, if I'm going to give it a rating I'm going to give it a 3 I didn't dislike it if it was a good project. Well, come, come. What do you want to rate it? Three. Three, yes. okay. Oli? Yeah, it's it's a three for me as well. Um, it's a safe album. I'm going to give it's, it a, a four. This is, well. one, this is my favourite album of the week. This, you give it a four. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four straight. <laughs> Manny, Never change. I like Manny, Hardy, Manny, bro. Manny, I'm not Manny. gonna lie to you. I like him. Manny. I think. I think. Looks like we link up, right? I need to have some of the on food Thursday, that you're yeah. Eating, bro. I need some of the food. Oh, that come, you're come! You have it. You have it on Thursday. Come through. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't even... We're not gonna tell you the location, so people don't try. And... Oh, by the time this comes out, it will be past Thursday. So no, 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 no. no. Where we look at the money? Who? In East East London somewhere. <laughs> in East uh, London. Other way. London. Um, what are we saying? What's the next project? Who who got left? Oh, we got some hard bars. This um, is my surprise one of the week. Can I? Can I? Can I? Yeah, you do it. You do it. So, sight. Are we the kids? Right. This is like I, I kind of feel embarrassed talking about this right now because of how the listening experience went. But uh, I, I said this before on many different pods. I follow a whole bunch of different like music, uh, Twitter feeds, whatever. So blogs, some of them are blogs, some of them are podcasts, some of them are whatever. But they discuss music, and Saiyari always comes up right. Not always, but he regularly comes up. And people say, oh, he's a good rapper, whatever. He makes good music. And I feel like I've never read anything that makes me think to myself, I really want to listen to this track. And for some reason, I didn't really see any clips of music from him. So maybe just, if you see a clip on Twitter, just press play. Obviously, have to go and find a video on YouTube, right? And then, so this must be about, for the past 10 years, I've seen his name just floating about. Never listened to his music. And I can't, even really remember him being featured on a song that I particularly liked either. So basically what I'm saying to you is that I never had any reason to go and listen to his music. Because usually the way I 
is this a new artist is that they will feature on an artist that i do like and impress me on the song so then i'll go and be like oh, okay this guy was really good on that song let me go and listen to his back catalog that's what happened with smino for example when i first heard him so um yeah so site already kid released an album last week the album is called the shadow in the shade and it is 21 tracks long and 73 minutes so like I was thinking to myself, do I ever want to listen to this? Even so, I'm the one I put it on the list. And I left this till last listen to because I thought it's just going to be a bit meaty. And I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was very, very wrong. The album bangs. It is beautiful. I really like this album. And <laughs> to put it into context, like the album reminds me a lot of like the Griselda stuff like Benny the Butcher and Conway sort of level of of content and production and everything but then when you look at the featured artists on here this is what he make you want to this album as well so you've got Jada Kiss on the album Benny the Butcher, Trouble, Lloyd Banks is on there um, Ransom's on there, Cy Hyde Prince is on there, T.I. is on there JR writers on there, Raekwon's on there, Big Crit's on there, it's like so many big rappers are on there, and to be honest with you, everyone delivered, even T.I. T.I. has recently, for maybe the past couple of years now, has been rapping at a level like, which is basically his top form, and he was like on that level on his track on his album as well. For a track to be 21 songs long, and for me to enjoy all of the songs, is just... I don't know if it's unheard of, but it might be. There's not many albums I can think of where I like all 21 tracks. So, yeah, that's what I can say. That site I really kill. I need to go back and find his other projects because he's great. <laughs> yeah, and I've been sleeping on him massively. But yeah, what do you guys think? Um, I pretty much echo exactly what you say. I wasn't. <laughs> I left this till last for a reason. I thought it was gonna be trash. And track one. I was in awe. Okay, awe's a bit of a strong word. I was shocked, and I was pleasantly surprised. The beats, apart from like the last four or five beats, I didn't hear the last track. But the last four or five beats that I heard, they weren't of the same caliber of the first fifteen or so, and they were kind of like. No one of us album, he has those one or two luxury beats. All of those beats are just like that. And I love those sort of beats. And his delivery, his flow, his content, it gels perfectly with those beats. So this album had everything that I wanted from it. And of the 20 tracks that I listened to, I didn't dislike any of them. I thought they were all excellent. I definitely get the Griselda um similarities that you're putting especially towards the later half of the album but this was a pleasant surprise and like you i'm gonna have to go back and listen to some of his other content to see if it's of the same quality or better or if it's worse but this is this is excellent i really enjoyed this album as well man um for me it started off a bit slow but then when it got to 
let's say like soul food, I was hooked. It was, I think from that point for me, it started like, it kind of, all the tracks kind of fed into each other. The instrumentals were great. The guest features were amazing. Ransom killed his feature on funeral arrangements, like completely smashed it. Lloyd Banks, it's always amazing to hear from Lloyd Banks. Um, and Sayari, the kid, was keeping up with everyone he had on the TI on there as well. That is it, you know. Sorry, I've, sorry to cut you. Two so. things I was quickly say there. Laid Banks is just so beautiful to hear his voice all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. That sounds a bit gay, but yeah, I, I, I love hearing his voice. And he's such a great rapper. But two, he was rapping with some of the legends in the game, yeah. and he was levels of dope. Yeah. Like, that is difficult with the amount of people he had on there. Jada Kiss, Raikwan, T.I. Yeah. Like, like, these are the best to do it, you know? Yeah. And, he's, and, he's, and he's rapping with them. First of all, the fact that they're even on there with him means that they rate him. And two, the fact that he's rapping there with them and, and staying up there with them is 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 it's testament incredible. to him, Yeah, exactly. But I'll let you go. Sorry. Yeah, no. So, I, like, I agree with you, Matt. Uh, like, the T.I. appearance, for me, that was dope. Like, hearing how he was flowing on... Um, Verbum, was it Verbantum? Um, that song, like another track that completely blew my mind was a big dream, a big plan, which had Raekwon and Big Crit. I think like Big Crit smashed it as well on that track. And the last song, the new Primo and Guru. Everyone loves um DJ Premier and Guru beats, like even Ice and Peace of Guru as well, uh, like. Those beat songs are legendary. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Sorry, I kind of lost myself there. Uh, no, absolutely not. I get what you're saying. So to be paying homage to that, yeah. But, like, yeah, you're right. DJ Premier beats. Everyone's like, when everyone talks about the best producers of all time, DJ Premier is always like in the top five, if not top two. It's like normally Dr. Dre and DJ Premier for people that are like born in the 90s, around the 90s. Obviously, younger people will say, "Oh, it's Kanye West or." Can't believe you're forgetting Knife Wonder and Just Plays. Knife Wonder and Just Plays are definitely yeah. up there, but in, when it comes to popularity, they don't always get it. Does that make sense? Obviously, yeah. Uh, but because of popularity, popularity contest, so they, they need to straight up say Timberland, Kanye, um, for a while because they're people that had careers in their own right outside of production. But yeah, but DJ Premier is obviously one of the best to do it. Yeah, no, I agree, man. And like sometimes these um producers need a good dancing partner as well. Like Premier Guru, I, I forget who um Sayari the kids producer actually is. Did he mention the name? Let's have a look, shall we? Yeah, let's have a look. Um whilst you're doing that, it, one thing I will talk about is the fact that he made all of this independently. Mm-hmm. Um, without a label, I thought that was dope. Like, I didn't. It didn't feel like a. It didn't feel like it lacked any budget. It felt top no, quality. Yep, definitely agree. Yeah, to shape like I don't. It, he doesn't have any album work on Spotify. Does, does he have album work on yours? Yeah. Okay, interesting. The album work, the album, yeah, the album work is uh, him as a kid. Yeah, 
Okay, cool, cool. You're not a swap suit. Nice. Nice. Cool. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a top album. I think um, Matt's still looking for the producer. I am indeed. Calm. It's weird, I can't see it. Oh, yeah, whoever it is, though, dope. Is it just one? It's not, I'm sure it's not just one producer doing a whole album. It must be a, a, a If it is, that's incredible. Okay. But yeah, okay. um. I feel like everyone's ghost back to the silence. No, I'm waiting for you to say the producer, but if not, like, yeah, should we do ratings? All right, cool. What are you saying? I'm going to give this a four. Yeah, it's a four for me as well. See, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating a five here. I'm contemplating a five. And the reason why I'm contemplating a five is because I don't think I've enjoyed so many songs from a 21 track album before. I don't. I think even if albums I've genuinely loved, I don't think that's I've experienced that. So, it's going to be a four anyway because you two both said four in it. So, yeah. What did you want to give it a five? I feel like it's a five for me, so maybe I'll give it a five, but it's still gonna be. Yeah, do you give it a five? If you yeah. if you really felt it deserved, just give it what you felt. Yeah, it's a five for me. Calm. Calm, calm. Incredible, incredible release, incredible. incredible. I'm now a Psycho Ready Kid fan. <laughs> incredible. Psycho Alright, cool. Who else have we got? Is there anyone else? I think that's it, you know. We wrapped so think, it up. I don't know yet. I don't know if it's, if it's wrap-up time. I don't know if we have any... Oh, actually, there was one other project. Um, Chevy Woods. Big Wood Season. Did anyone listen to that? Um, did I listen to it? Yeah, I did, I did. I we, did we came back well. through that quickly. It was meh. It was okay. <laughs> okay. It was, it was like it really wasn't anything to write home about. And the best track was the one with Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, Demon Khalifa time, right? was on it. Demon Time. Yeah, that's and it had Ty Dolla as well. Yeah, and I, I liked a Thousand Master. That was a good song, but that's about it. It wasn't anything special that I want. Do you know what? Yeah, this this album got me through a tough session at the gym, so it was it was good. It wasn't amazing, nothing stood out, but it was good. Like, like it's it's good. Like background noise, like cancellation noise. It's good. <laughs> like, you, uh, you can cool. play. Wait, what way are you giving it? I'll give it a three. It's a three. I'll give it a two, mate. That's I don't fair. even That's think fair. it's a, it's not average for me. This Three's is average though. I was below yeah, average. This, okay, cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is there any so with that with that being the last album to review this week? Is there anything on TV that you wanted to review for the I Source podcast? <laughs> I saw see. Um, I think Top Boy. I'm, we're still going. Oh still shit! Going through it. Top Boy. You finished it. Yet? 
Night ain't finished it yet, so we could do. Um, oh, what are you maybe... waiting for? I'm just. I'm busy, man. What can I can't I say? lie. I kind of agree with what Kano said, though. It shouldn't have been released in one go. Yeah, they should have, have like spread it out. Like definitely should have been a weekly, a weekly drop. Yeah, they could have done like what Disney Plus does, right? Where you get like three, uh, three episodes to begin with. And they go from there. And I think that this show did need that as well because yeah. uh, the first three episodes were literally just set in the scene. And then the next mm. five just completely just blow it all up. So they should, they should have done that. They should have done first three episodes and then go from there. It's hard. I, I'm just... I just find the cinematography of Top Boy, like, its whole setup, the way, like, they have... They actually have mentors, like the director has a mentee that follows him around the set. The producer has a mentee that follows them around the set to learn and soak up gems. And they all get credits at the end. I didn't know that, but that's dope. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all set in local areas in London like obviously there's scenes that are outside um, set in foreign countries and that but the core like is London and London almost feels like an, a character as well within Top Boy it's, it's nuts like growing up you had things like The Wire like mad big TV shows like I never thought it, we'd have one of those you know what I'm saying shout out Juicy Drake that's right. That's because right. what? So what you said there, oh, first of all, Manny is beautiful, and I think it's great that the, we have a situation whereby, uh, essentially the, the the directors and producers or whatever are paying it forward. That's a yeah. good thing. But people love to keep saying that Drake's a culture vulture, and he is not that. You can't be putting on this sort of thing in the UK, putting on work for black people in the UK, and then be called a culture vulture. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because this show would not be on right now if it wasn't for Drake, and it wouldn't be on if it wasn't for Drake appreciating British culture. Because he watched a exactly. TV show and decided that he likes it so much he wanted to continue, so he made it continue. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is not that is not what a culture vulture does. It culture vultures take and they do not give back. Exactly, and it's mad. Like a lot of the people that are on here, they'll go on to do more things, bigger and better things, you exactly. know what I'm saying? Look at even um, Little Sims. Oh, I know dear. that her career was, was budding from before the show, but since the show came out, her career has gone on an even greater trajectory than before. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's because of the show, but it's the simple fact that it has. So, yeah. yeah. And it's not, it's, not like, it's not even weird. Like, it's... She's released her album... It's gone high. Now she's on Top Boy, which has gone worldwide. Like her star is just and stock is just rising because she's mm-hmm. she worked must have worked so hard during the lockdown because the way things are just lining up for her is just yeah. like mad. Do you know what I'm saying? She deserves every every all of it. The and the cast, the cast deserve a lot. Like, I want to see, I want to next year, I want to see these guys getting BAFTA nominations and everything, man. Me too. Apparently, Kano was rewriting some of the scenes. Yeah, 
I saw a video of when um, him and Ash, Ash, I keep calling him Asher D, but him and Ashley Waters were on, I think it was Capital Extra, and he was saying how, like, basically, Kano would, would rewrite some of the scenes or some of the, the um, some of the, <laughs> some of the scripts. I told you my brain ain't working today. Some of the scripts, because he thought, Kano has probably, Sully has become Kano and Kano has become Sully in a sense. Yeah. Right? So when there's certain things that need to be conveyed, Kano may know how to say it better to well. fit with how Sully is in that moment than maybe even the scriptwriter can do it. So, yeah, hearing that stuff like that, they deserve the accolades. They're putting yeah. in the extra to make the show that much better. Yeah. You've obviously finished it. Did you feel as though, like... It was levels above the first season, or very difficult. Okay. The reason why I say that is because the first two seasons are only four episodes long each. Right? Yeah. So, whenever something is that short, it's like just like music, you can just put a whole bunch into that small bit and. Uh, sorry, no... when I don't mean like Channel Four seasons. I meant just the first Netflix. Oh season. oh 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 oh. Okay, so I think that the first se- um, Netflix season was a lot more action-packed. Yeah. I'll give it that one. It was a lot more action-packed. But I think that this season was a bit more grown. Yeah. And higher level. And yeah, I appreciated I that. I think that some of the stuff that you saw, um, some of the stuff that you saw taking place in this one, it allows the show to take different directions going forward. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the best way I can say it about writing Say it well. Say it well. But uh, yeah, I agree. Cool. Okay. Oli, can you just watch the show now, please? Because like, like I said, it's four episodes of the first season, four episodes of the second season. I've, seen, I've season. seen the first season. And you didn't I've like it? I've seen Summer House. It was good. I just didn't watch the... I didn't watch the second thing. I didn't like when the lower dude got killed. So, because one person got killed, you stopped watching the whole show? I didn't like... What, what's Kane's yeah. character called? The show? No, Sally. Sally. Yeah, yeah. Like the way Sally knifed, man. Fuck you, What? It's a show, what's bro. What's you? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, I plan to watch the other half, but... So, what, you watched the first two channel. seasons that you see? Just no, I didn't, watch, I didn't watch the second Channel 4 season. God. So I've seen okay. Summer House, but I haven't seen the other one, whatever it's called. It's called this other one's just called Top Bear. But yeah, alright. Cool. Get on it, bro. What about, um, what about, what was I going to say? Oh, the no. Batman. Did we talk about Shit, Batman. What, what did you guys think? Excellent. It was, it was someone, someone was saying that it was better than the Christian Bell films. No. I don't think that's the case. I think it, as an origin film, it's better than um, it's not an origin Batman film. Begins. Well, as a first. As a first film, it was not Begins. an origin. It's kind of just, it, it starts off with him already as Batman, so it's not an origin. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, but it's, it's really good. Really, really good. I agree. I, it was a story, a Batman story that we haven't seen on, t- on on the big screen yet. It was a detective story. 
even though it wasn't really Batman solving everything, it was still like mystery twists, like an action packed in a max. Like I, I was surprised that how good um, Robert Pattinson was as Batman. To be fair, yeah, definitely. But his Bruce Wayne, is not. Yeah, I think he does Batman in every film he does. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to what you call it. Go watch Twilight. That's Batman. Yeah, yeah. But he can't yeah. do. He can't do. He can't change. He's soft. He's a soft. barely any emotion. I'm a vampire. Who's a vampire? Vampires are cold. Well, right? There you go. And that's what Bruce Wayne is. I mean, sorry, that's what Batman is. Batman's basically a vampire. Nah, man. But Batman, I think he's, he's a bat. He's a vampire. He sucks blood, bro. That's what he is. But I think that's the point. Like he he is Batman. Like in the comics, like I, I remember reading <laughs> day one. Or was it for year one? I, I forget which one it was. Yeah, yeah, year one. one. Yeah, I must have got that comic somehow. I think I borrowed it from the library and never gave it back. But <laughs> yeah, basically, like in that comic, oh. it it is all about him being <laughs> Batman, and the Bruce Wayne persona comes <laughs> after. Yeah, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what it's always been. Bruce, Batman yeah. is the real Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Bruce Wayne the, is the... The, uh, the, the Bruce Wayne playboy boss. thing, that is the alter ego. Exactly. But he didn't do that at all in this movie. And I think that's what Manny's saying is... Yeah, yeah, what Manny's saying is, right, where this is based after... Like, this is two years into him being Batman, right? So, he, like, everything's taken its toll on him and he made that abundantly clear at the start of the film. Like uh, I can't sleep no more, and all of this stuff. So just so he's being gonna find for that two years, fucked him. Nah. Of course it was. Nah. And it's, it's kind of now when he says in year one, like he's he's like a recluse, no one sees him, and then all of a sudden he becomes this playboy philanthropist that everyone yeah. receives. But so that, that's what doesn't make sense because he's being called the Prince of Gotham. But how is he the Prince of Gotham when he's not even really doing anything? It he's a no prince sense. because his father was the king. Okay, and, and, and I get that bit, but still, it's, just, it's not. Now you answered your own question. You're trying to find a flaw when there isn't a flaw. I'm not trying to find a flaw. The, the floor's gaping. It's gaping wide right now. The floor's is that you're just one character, the whole movie, one dimensional. Well, it's called Batman, isn't it? Batman's no nonsense, no play. Yeah. Was, was that. Um... The Joker at the end, yeah, or uh, Two Face, Joker, Joker. I must not have caught a glimpse of his face properly. I thought like his face it's was the last that gives away more than the face, to be honest with you. Right, and it because... was the uh, riddle me this thing that Joker initially said to Riddler that yeah. prompted him to start doing riddle me this. Right, okay, that would be a sick team up film though, Joker. And Riddler versus think, Batman. Th- thinking about it now, if they did Two Face and Riddler versus Batman, that's already been done, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it has. Yeah. In that horrific film. What did you think of Catwoman? Really good. I thought she was good. Right. Same. I thought she was good. I think that's the best acting I've seen from Zoe Kravitz. And to be clear, I don't think Zoe Kravitz is a good actress. Right. So. So that is not necessarily high praise, but it was the best that she'd done. However, before the movie came out, there was so much talk about the on-screen chemistry between her and Robert Patterson, and I just didn't see it. 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't that strong. Exactly. It's like yeah. I guess they were just trying to sell the movie, right? But that was yeah. a, a bag of bullshit. There was a a few fleeting moments of chemistry at best. Yeah. And then there was this intense, intense eye stare. They kissed each other. <laughs> <laughs> there was a stairs that led up to the kissing in it, but <laughs> so it wasn't really chemistry. I, I thought I thought the villain was dope, the Falcon. Oh my god. He was good. He was good. He did well. I give him that. I thought he smashed it. Well, they're saying that Angry. a lot of it was same with the mask on and his voice being altered. So, like, how much is that? No, no, to? I'm not saying the Riddler. I'm saying Falcone. Oh no, yeah. I didn't like Falcone. You I didn't, didn't like think he was either. good. Nah, he didn't no. seem. He didn't seem terrifying. He's not meant to be terrifying. He's Falcone's meant to be. be Falcone didn't give me any gangster vibes at all, man. Oh, please. Really? He didn't, none. And I think it's partly because of the actor, though. The actor's been in so many, like, films that are not serious or where he plays yeah, a character yeah. that's not serious, right, that I can't take him seriously. Yeah. I think that um, Colin Farrell did, right, did great, though, as Penguin. You you could you couldn't even see the Colin Farrell in that Penguin at yeah. all. It that's was true. nuts. Didn't even know it was him. It's nuts. But yeah, he did They're well. gonna give him his own show as well on, on HBO. I just don't know how that's gonna work because that's how. Who cares about Penguin without Batman? Like really? And Mate, if Batman's gonna they be the ran show, a, they ran a, They're gonna try to do a Marvel situation where it's not always about the main character, isn't it? Like Pacemaker, for example. Who Peacemaker, sir? Who would have thought anyone would care about Peacemaker? But Peacemaker's the best hero ever, man. He makes sure your heart keeps working. <laughs> His special movie is a ticker. Uh, someone said Alex Ferguson's a psychic. I don't know. Oh okay, but Peacemaker's a hero. Oh no, Peacemaker's a hero, and actually, no, he's not really, but he kind of is. He's an anti hero. Penguin's not an anti hero. If, if Penguin starts going around saving people, then that's not going to make any sense. No. And so the only way they can do this right is, for example, if they have Nightwing in the show, and Nightwing's the one that's taken on Penguin. But you're always going to have the question, where's Batman? You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not rating it. I think it'll be all right. Let's see. Let's see when it comes out first. Let's hey, see you, when it comes out. Oh, what did you think of Jim Gordon? Excellent. Well, yeah. That guy, Jeffy, yeah, really Jeffy Wright, he's just an incredible actor. Mathis. Mathis. That's all I remember him as. as a <laughs> he basically was playing the same character as Mathis, you're right. But, yeah. Um, did you guys watch Bel Air? Are you up to date? No, I'm yeah, I'm up to date. Manny, get on it, bro. I will. Go and give it, give it, give it, give us the. I don't think I'll be up to date for a while, so you might as well talk about it. <laughs> all right, cool. Or wait till Manny's up to date with that one. No, don't wait for me. Go on, because we'll no, no, we're not going to do any spoilers, bro. No spoilers. We don't do that here. Is it good though? Is it is it getting better? It's excellent. It's not about it's getting better, excellent. bro. It's been it's been excellent since episode one, and I can't deny that. I I really thought it was going to be shit. And uh, how many you know throwbacks what? to the old series have you got? Loads, so absolutely loads. <sighs> it's just weird because it does have them, but I don't think it's like trying to bring it in by being like the old series like the character names and stuff like that are the same but the characters aren't for example apart from Will I think think many of the characters are quite quite different 
I think yeah. maybe only two or three of them are the, are, are the same slash similar. And Will even feel. some of them that I loved before, I'm starting to hate now. Ashley, I can't stand Ashley because she has no role. Wow. So I don't hate Ashley, but as you said, she hasn't really got much of a role, so it's say it's what it is. That's the only flaw. But Aunt Viv is really pissing me off. <laughs> and so is Carlton. Oh, Carlton, no. not so much no more. Do you know what it is? It's just the way the character behaves rather than the actor. Yeah. Um it's it's interesting, right? So it touches on many of like the, the key points in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but it expands on them. So like Will's father, that was only one episode's worth of stuff, right, or two right. at max. Yeah, this is becoming an overarching theme. And it's been expanded on really well. Jeffrey and Phil's relationship. That was always a bit like of a mystery until the day when Jeffrey resigns because he can't take no more of it. And then this is again, it's been expanded on like they have a deeper relationship in this. Um, Hillary trying to find her her footing. That was the same thing in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And she eventually finds it when she becomes a news reporter or she does a Playboy thing. Again, those sort of themes are touched upon. But you see, the thing is, right? I don't feel this. like it. I don't feel like it's. Um... How do I put it? It's taking inspiration from it. From oh, it yeah, it, but it would, though. So, I mean, I don't I don't think it's doing anything beyond that, though. Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't think it's meant to be a case of, like... Okay, let me give you an example. Have you seen The Matrix um, Resurrection? Yeah. And you see how in that it was, like, they really forced the 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 interlink of the old film with the new one. It was so like, even to the point where they were actually showing clips from the old film in the new one, right? They really forced it. In mm. Bel-Air, it doesn't feel forced at all. And I feel like if you was watching it, having never watched the original series, you just see this as a really good show. Yeah. yeah. It feels so. like a spiritual successor. The, the the only real identity taken from the original is Will. Like, there's a lot of similarities in Will. Yeah, I say they're pretty much the same character. And it would be really dope if Will was Will's dad. That's the surprise, isn't it? That would be really dope. That's the surprise. I think they would do that because of the fact that they wouldn't, it wouldn't require him to be in the show much. Yeah, exactly. He'd be like one or two episodes. Mm. But every, everything, like, I had a lot of doubts about this, especially from the trailer. But... Yeah, the, tra- the, the, the trailer was horrifically bad. I don't know how they managed to make it so bad. Like, they, they must have really tried their best to make it shit. Because <laughs> yeah. it was really bad. Because I, the thing is, everyone was gassed when they saw the um, the fan the made one, yeah, the concept one, whatever. That was that gassed everyone up. But yeah, yeah, that was sick. The um, the one thing that I'm really pleased about is Jazz's um, character. He still has a minor role, but there's a lot more depth, depth as opposed to the guy who's just taking Will on the wrong path, basically. So I, I appreciate that. Feel like Jazz's character is going to become more important than it was. Actually, you know, what? I think Jazz's character was important in in some in stages. In some capacity. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like this one might reach that level, if not surpass it, from what I'm seeing so far. I feel yeah. like they put in so much effort to build the character up. I feel like they're going to use him. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna catch it. I'm gonna catch it soon. But cool. 
Shall we oh. wrap it up, bro? Wrap it up, man. Yeah. Wrap it up. Wrap it. Wrap Red, do you, it up. If you if you if you oh, if you haven't already heard the podcast by this point, where would you find it, Manny? You can find this amazing podcast on Spotify and all major streaming platforms. If you want to awesome. speak with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter using the handle earsource underscore. Are we on YouTube? We are, I think, sometimes. <laughs> we are on YouTube. Um, it's also on the score. It's just that we've been lacking on YouTube. I need to do something about that. Okay. And um, Manny, if, oh, somebody you can find to, me. if somebody were to speak to you, where would they find you? You can find me in the house of the mouse from next week, babe. No, Jay. You can find me in Manny890 on Twitter. Um, and yeah, that's where you'll find me, baby. And if for some reason somebody wanted to stalk Ollie, where would they find him? You can find me on Twitter at OCClock underscore 10. Okay. And if you want some good vibes, Football talk, music talk, political talk. You can find me at Mr. Matty Lee on Twitter. Or if you just want to look at my pictures and be amazed, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Matty Lee. And on that bombshell, good night. No one's going to say bye. Where's your manners? Bye. Make sure you wear your face mask. Bye, Nala. The Air Source Podcast.